Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. Does it get any better than this? Beautiful, beautiful morning in the market. It was, uh, and I know how beautiful it was because I was walking to get breakfast and uh, pay for breakfast. And uh, <laughs> one, one coffee, yeah. one coffee. Would you buy there? Big shot, two coffees, and I had a sandwich, a uh, croissant. What? Oh, you ate? I was a little hungry this morning. Mm. I don't think buying for yourself counts. <laughs> in his world, it does. Well, I still had to walk and get you breakfast, boys. So you know, you're welcome. Well, yeah. you got your steps in. That's a good thing. Got my steps in. Yep. <clears throat> Can you say curb appeal? Curb appeals. Boy, this is it now. Grass is getting green. Things are looking good. I'm sure Greg will be out there touching up all of his pictures now. Greg's having a hard time with his chair right now. But uh, yes, he will. This is, he sent an email to the team this week actually saying, hey, guys, uh, let me know which properties need to be shot because he'll go out and do the uh, all the, the No snow pictures? The no snow pictures? Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, though, Greg. You, you, I don't know if you go out again because like right now, I mean, still the curb appeal is, is picking up. The grass is getting greener, but it still looks pretty bad out there. I mean, I look at the front of most houses and... Some are just losing their snow, and if they've lost their snow, their grass is brown, their gardens are ugly. So it's 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 that time of year where you know you're not showing like a midsummer type of home. You're you know you're we're in a tough transition right now. Should so be you, neat though, right? Should be right. It has Should to be, be neat. You rake that grass, get the driveway cleaned, uh, curb appeal of, of something in something in the front of the yard, whether it's a you know a fake plant or even real plants now. I mean, the weather's beautiful enough to have real plants yeah. out there and just make sure. I know I, I went home yesterday. I could tell my girlfriend was at the, uh, at the stores because my whole front looks like a brand new, uh, brand new front with all, <laughs> everything's new and it looks great out there. Well, but she got her hands dirty, not you. Oof. So uh, you got to, you know, have did a, you lift up even a little bag of topsoil. <laughs> did you even help her with that or no? You know what I'm doing this year though? Hire, hiring who? Hiring who? <laughs> I'm cutting my own grass this year. What? I'm cutting my own grass this year. Yep. Oh, oh, would you get one of those uh, Roomba gas mowers uh, that just does it for you? <laughs> the robot mower. Yeah, the robot, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm cutting my own grass. I mean, his name's Jorge, but I'm cutting my own grass. <laughs> I gotta, we got to get him a manual one. I want to see him cut grass with the manual one. I am. I, I, I bought a, one of those... Those battery powered? No, uh, no, no, no. Manual. Yeah, you remember course, the you little know. ones that you push with That's the with the wheels? Too much exercise <laughs> for me. Come on. Get your steps though. You get yeah. your steps. But but back to the curb appeal, Steve. Absolutely, it's this time of year right now where you have to make your house show uh, show better than every other house on the market. Put it that way. It's, it it has to be inviting. Um, I'm not too worried about your pictures because you home, you sell homes so quickly. I'm sure you have no snow pictures left. <laughs> well, you know what? We do we have snow pictures left on our website potentially. Well, no, it was interesting. I sent that email out to the team saying, "Hey, you know, let me know this week. It's beautiful. I'll update any shots with snow." I had only two responses on that from the team because everything else is conditionally sold. And then one of the responses was, "Hey, I just got three offers on the property. Don't worry about it." Yeah, and I followed and up. the last agent is fired. <laughs> <laughs> I followed up. Greg's email was saying, if you don't want Greg out taking pictures, reduce the price and get it sold. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but it's interesting how pricing in this market is still very, very key. We had a, a scenario there's this week where seller wasn't listening to us on price, and we're telling him exactly where he needed to be to get top dollar for his home. Finally listens after a few weeks. We reduce it to where we tell him we get five offers and get over what he was hoping for. So it's just, it shows you that pricing is very, very important in this market and, and getting the right price. And Before that, not much action? Before that, very limited action. What happens? General rule of thumb is if your house is on the market in the first week to two weeks, 
in 10 days, you get 10 showings and no offers, you got a price problem. In the first 10 days to two weeks, you get no showings, you have a price problem. So you, you should get condition, s- right? you should get some action on your place in the first 10 days to two weeks, uh, whether it's you know great feedback or a potential offer is ideal. If you're priced properly, you get more eyeballs on it and you potentially get a better job or have a better chance, sorry, of getting top dollar for that home. So pricing is key in this market. Where are we in the seller's market scenario now? Well, we're still, what do you mean? In, like, are we close to seller's market again because we got low inventory? We have low inventory. I know that you, you brought in some stats and some reports where people are saying that we're, you know, we're, we're, if we don't get inventory in the market right now, we're teetering towards a pretty strong seller's market. And I don't disagree. Uh, I mean, we're still under 3,000 listings on the market and we're in mid-April. And, you know, we're still only 3,000 listings on the market. Lots of people coming out of the woodwork. They're able to stomach the, the interest rates now, as Frank will tell us in a little bit. Um, so I think that people are, are, their optimism's there. People are ready to buy unless we get some inventory on the market, it's going to be a strong seller's market. And we're seeing it. Our market from February to March is up. Yeah. Yes, we're down over, you know, March over March, but it, we are from January to February to now we're trending upwards. So we've hit our bottom. We're starting our rise up. And I'm telling you, it could be really quick before we're back into tons of bidding wars and prices are going crazy. So if you're a buyer, you might want to get in. Yeah. You've been saying this and I'm reading articles now that are absolutely bang on what you've been saying. Does that surprise you, Steve? Does it? I mean, it, <laughs> you, it shouldn't surprise you that I'm bang on with what the experts are saying. Yeah, but you're ahead of the curve. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I should be the expert and they should be, maybe they're listening you to me. You are the expert. <laughs> hey, can I, hey, can I just fu- comment on statistics? I think you have to take statistics with a grain of salt. I, I, you know, in the last year, the government of Canada said that a million people have immigrated to Canada and we've created these jobs. No, our population's gone up by a million. Okay. So about 500,000, 600,000 of those were immigrants, right? Okay. So don't those people need jobs? Like, of course the jobs report is going to go up. Of course they're creating jobs. And again, over the next three, four years, they're talking about allowing 500,000 immigrants per year to come here. Well, like, I hope we're not allowing immigrants to come here who don't want to work. And no, I, think they're, I think they're trying to tailor this now. Right. So clearly – they're going to take jobs. So when you see the jobs report, the 35,000 jobs, well, I'd like to think that there would be jobs because these people are coming here and we're growing as a country. And I'd like to think that some of them are opening up businesses and therefore they're creating the employment. So I, I take all these numbers with a with grain of salt, just like the numbers where you know a couple of statistics have come out this week where people are a paycheck away from not being able to feed their family. And I and I know that there's people out there. I just question whether the percentages are correct because some of them are fairly high. I mean, one report hits 70%. It's yeah. like I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding how 70% of Canadian or these Canadians that they polled are $400 away from starting to miss payments. I mean, if that's the case, then the Bank of Canada better relook their strategy on rates being high because they better start bringing them down and quick. Frank, but it doesn't Frank, look like they're Frank, doing that anytime Frank, don't, soon. Though. Don't tell me that surprises you. That doesn't surprise me at all. I, well, I, it doesn't I know, surprise of- me, but I get disappointed when I hear Tiff Macklem come out and say we still need to tackle inflation when in many ways government spending is responsible for some of that inflation and and the fact that they let things slide also reflects the inflation numbers that we've seen. So there's no question that inflation numbers are going to be probably in the threes just a short two or three months from now because it's year over year. And let's call a spade a spade. I mean, it was 8.1% last June. So we're not that far away from it year over year being in the threes with the exception of 
again, he, he implements they implement this carbon tax, and now we've seen gas prices go to a dollar fifty something again, yep. and that's part of the inflation numbers. So uh, it's just disappointing. That's all. When you read these statistics, and I, for me, I I use my own two eyes. And listen, we're in the city of Ottawa. I, I was in Toronto this week, and in Toronto, there's more homeless people than I've ever seen before. I read the statistic there where so many people are using food banks and begging for food. You're, we're talking about two-income families that can't, aren't making enough to put food on the table. That's disappointing, extremely disappointing for me in a, in a country that we're supposed to be given you know, the right to be able to eat and, and live and have a roof over our heads. Aside from all that, though, all these people that are coming in need somewhere to live. 100%. So that's the other problem. The, the big problem right now is supply, and it's never gone away. It just was talked about more two years ago because of the real estate craziness we were going through. But that problem hasn't gone away. If we're going to continue to get four, 500,000 people come into our country every year, and again, the way they're qualifying these people are people that are professionals that are coming here to work and to add to our to our society, then they need somewhere to live. And you know, most of the jobs are in Toronto. Well, last I checked, Toronto's not very affordable to live in unless you've got some well-paying jobs, whether it's rent, or buying a home. So, uh, and Ottawa is no different. I mean, Ottawa is a beautiful city, you know, and like they say, it's a big city, but a small city feel, and it's great and great employment and we're well diversified. But at the end of the day, houses have gone up quite a bit in the last two, three, four years and even rents. And for a family to come here, if they don't have aspirations of a job, then it's going to be really tough for them to make ends meet. 100% agree. Our biggest issue is going to be not even the work, the job force. Our biggest issue is going to be where are they going to live? Yeah. Where are they going to live? I mean, if they're, they're talking about, you know, half a million immigrants coming every year to Canada, a good good chunk is going to Toronto, but we're going to get a good chunk of those immigrants too. Where are they going to live? We're already at a shortage right now. And we've been at a shortage for years. Um, and what happens to investors now with variable rates being so high? If you're an investor with a variable rate mortgage, you're in trouble unless you can recoup that from the renter. Well, not the- only investors, right? Businesses, yep. businesses, right now, and and you talked about your commercial mortgages, Paul. How much they've gone up? Well, some most businesses can sustain that. What about the ones that can't? And all of a sudden, not only are we taking these people out of business, but they probably have three, four, five employees. And I know that the labor market has been strong, but that could change in a heartbeat. And if that changed in a heartbeat, listen, if you're a mortgage holder, that's going to be awesome because we're going to see rates come down. But, the but not as quick now. now. Now they're saying we may just hold the way we are for even longer. Yeah. All of a sudden, we've gone from, you know, rates are probably going to come down in the second half to a few of the bank economists saying Bank of Canada may raise prime to make sure that yeah. they get that inflation. And, or, uh, or hold it for longer at 2%. Where it is. Well, that's, that's why point. can't 3% be the number? Just like I see on listings. Listen, there should be more listings. But maybe three to 5,000 is going to be the new normal. Maybe that becomes the new normal of listings. And maybe it doesn't become a seller's market. It stays as a balanced market. And, you know, that could happen. I mean, we don't, hey, you know, we talked about V-shape. You remember our conversations on V-shape? When I was right, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. was V. Well, it was a little bit of a W there too. But it did go crazy. But it did go absolutely crazy. And crazier than you thought. You could talk about V, but it was more of a check mark. I mean, it went down and then it went all the way up. So, you know, none of us predicted that. I mean, we were just hoping three years ago that we could just get back to normal for God's sakes. We were washing our groceries. Like look how, how quickly it changed. And that's what I say about what we're encountering now. 
is the interest rates have gone up so quickly that it's really starting to show its impacts now. We've yeah, but when it. will the economy start to catch up to all these rate increases over the past nine months? Well, we're starting to see it now. Starting to. We're but, starting but, to. But now what happens over the next three, four months? So what I think is that the job labor market's going to start to loosen up. And there's, you know, I was talking to a gentleman today who runs a manufacturing company, sorry, on uh, this week. And he said, Frank, we've had to lay off 12 people. We hired them a year ago thinking and trained them, and then we got to lay them off. And and he goes, we're just a small manufacturing company here in Ottawa. I'm talking to the larger ones in Toronto and Montreal. They're laying off people by the dozens. So, again, they're lagging effects. And sometimes when we see what we've seen, which we've never encountered prime rate going up as quickly as it has, Mm -hmm. but now that we were at the peak, and we may stay at the peak for a while, but, you know, we expect them to come down in the second half, now we're going to start to see the job losses. Now we're going to start to see people struggling. The food banks have been talking about it for yeah. months now where yeah. they've never seen so many people come for food. And we're not talking about homeless people, which is normally where the food banks. We're talking about full family, two-income families yeah. that still don't have enough money left over to be able to put good food on the table. These are the same people that had the forecast wrong a year ago. Yep, 100%. <laughs> I have great confidence. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I'm just looking at the clock thinking we're three minutes over where we're supposed yeah, to be. Like you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Five, we got to get rid of that. Well, then it gets, not a surprise with Frank here, though. 521-8255, you want to get in on this, we'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back with Paul Rushforth and Frank Napolitano. All right, Paul, you're out there figuring out what properties are worth. How much is uh, Wellington Street worth? <laughs> <laughs> so the, se- the the section that they're potentially yes. going to be selling in front off? of Parliament Hill. What would that be worth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what a road would cost. I'm not a, not I'm not a road specialist. Put it that way. <laughs> I stick in my lane. Yeah, but no, it's uh, it's interesting though, eh? That you mentioned this morning that they're actually contemplating. Selling that or they are? Well, no, they're not contemplating selling it. NCC wants to buy it. NCC wants to buy yeah. it and just do what with it? Just have shut, control. Have control. Yeah. 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 That's what we need. More government, yeah. more government control of it's making, it's, 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 I'll tell you, that. it's making traffic downtown a nightmare. Yeah. A nightmare. So. And this has been, well, how long has it been now since the truckers over a year? Year and a half. Oh, a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Year and a half. Yeah. So. I miss driving down that way. I do too. That's a beautiful yeah, drive. Because you came down, right? When, uh, we, we were doing it virtually, but you were coming here. I was coming here. I was taking the you risk. You missed one show, though? I was though? taking the risk for you boys. You missed one, maybe one show you did. Yeah, one, or, yeah one because one I thought it would be when, too crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I missed, I missed, it's, it was nice getting up, not having to drive in here all the time, but it's still so much better and, and you know, having to see you guys, well, you know, it's, it's a. That's the entire bonus. Yes, yes, yes. It just, yeah. I just thought of all the money I saved from breakfasts by oh, not coming saved. in and now, now saved. I'm coming into studio and it's like I. I have to cut somewhere just to afford breakfasts here, you know. So that's why I'm cutting on my lawn lawn this year. I got to do my own lawn because because yeah. oh, all the God. breakfasts Business I buy. Business is Frank, so bad. He has to cut his own I grass. Cut, I have to cut my own lawn. <laughs> so <laughs> the numbers are down, though. Talking to lenders, and again, I was in Toronto this week speaking to some of the lenders. Their numbers are down, but they've obviously rejigged their um, and some banks like. You know, Scotia Bank is just not priced very aggressively right now. They don't want mortgages. Uh, they don't want mortgages right now. It's, it feels that way. It feels like they're, you know what, stay with us because of our brand. Stay with us. Be loyal with us. But we're not going to give you the best mortgage rate, just so you know. So you'll probably be able to find better somewhere Why else. Why would they which, do that? Um, so 
OSFI, the Office of Superintendent of Financial Institutions, has this mandate to make sure that the banks have even more capital in place in case of a meltdown of some sort on the housing economy. So um, Scotiabank has been so aggressive on mortgages over the last three years, four years, that they really ignored their capital requirements and weren't very aggressively out there getting customers to put their money in savings and, and investments with them. So so they've changed it this year where this year the new CEO is mandate is to get their capital requirements up. So so therefore what they're doing is they're being less aggressive on the mortgages, more aggressive on the money in as opposed to the money out. And uh and as a result, you know, if you if you're with Scotia Bank, then you call them to find out what your mortgage rates are like and they're not as good as they are elsewhere for sure. Well, they're gonna lose some they're business. They're not the only bank though, but sometimes you're okay to lose business. Sometimes some of the banks will say it's okay if we you know, drop our Take mortgage portfolio a little yeah. bit uh, as long as we get everything else in line. So it's all about profit. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. So. yeah. And there, there's no profit in the banks, right? No. None. Every time America sneezes, our banks go under scrutiny. And our banks have got to be the most solid banks in the world. In the world. Yeah. In the world. They're not questioned. And actually, some of the countries are looking at our banking system to try and inherit some of the some of the systems that we have in place to make sure that they're protected. But why do we jump every time there's a little glitch because, the because we're small, like everything else is so big compared to us. So it's shock and panic. That's yeah. all it is. It's, yeah. it's shock and panic, and it's yeah, our banking system. When the states was going through that, I still remember being a part of my coaching program, which is mainly an American coaching program. And in two thousand eight and two thousand nine, when their market just absolutely crashed, like you know, you guys must be feeling this too. I'm like, no, yeah, we're, not we're not, at all. We didn't crash at all. In fact, our market went up. Yeah, you know, interest um, rates came down as as a result because the world markets got impacted. But your Paul, Paul's absolutely right. Across our country, our real estate market not only remained stable; it actually had a little bit of a positive yeah. effect, and on not it, even so. a sneeze from our bank. and the well, banks. Not even like they were. What's the problem? We have no problems here. So the states went down 19, almost 20% during that time. Some places, keep in mind, went down 30 and 40%. Um, in 2008, we were up 6.3. In 2009, we're up 4.9. In 2010, we're up 7.7 when the states was down 20%. So In value, you're talking about? In value, in, in the average sale price. Now, keep in mind, the average sale price was in the twos and early threes back then. So still, it had nowhere to go. But, you know, there was, I remember um, my, my coach at the time, he bought a place in Florida. He was his coaching program was from Toronto, but he ended up moving to Florida. He bought a place in 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 Fort Lauderdale on the water that the year before was selling for uh, nineteen million dollars. He ended up picking it up for I think one point eight or one point nine million. And when I talked to him a year later, he thought it was worth about eight hundred thousand. Wow! So that's that's how much that area just bottomed out. But now right back, right? Now it's right back. They're not they're not ever at the heights that they were. But the, the American markets are are very healthy, and they have the same issues that we have too. I mean, their inventory is way down. Um, you know, they they had the same sort of crash that we did after the COVID. They're starting to pick up again. Their inventory is starting to pick up in some places, but you know, we're, I'm in a room with people who are. You know, some guy, his average sale price is $4 million. And then I'm talking to this lady, her average sale price was 119 You know, like, so yeah. it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a big, it's a large array of, of, of prices throughout the states, depending on where you are. And it's, it's fun being in a room like that because you can, you're, you're really, it's hard to relate to some of these places that are, you know, your average sale price is, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars. I'm like, 
Ours is high. It's still good. We're still in the mid sixes, but uh, it's it's. I mean, I think it will climb though. We will get back into sevens. Good I mean, for sellers, you think, of the next three four months. I think it's going to be great for sellers and for buyers. I mean, we're seeing sellers right now in certain pockets getting multiple offers, getting over asking. Um, we're seeing some taking a little bit longer. There's some areas in suburbia that have a glut of townhomes on the market. There's other areas that have nothing on the market. So, it's, what do you uh, think the hold is on listings then right now? Um, inventory is it because interest rates are high and people don't want to make that second move? There's a lot. Lot of people that would upgrade, would move up, would move down, but they're like, you know what, I got a, I got a, you know, a two point eight or two point seven, you know, interest rate right now, and I'm I'm happy in my house, and I don't need to make that move. You know, the house I wanted was you know worth six hundred. Now it's you know, you know, it's, it's starting to climb again, and it's now six thirty, and it's going to get back up to six fifty, six seventy. So, but you can port I, I, that mortgage. Yeah, I know. Like, that's yeah, the conversation yeah. that you add to it, right? Yeah. Well, you got to add to it, but at least you're getting. The majority of your mortgage likely in that two point nine percent range. That even if the new part is four and a half or four and three quarters, if you combine the two, you're probably still averaging in the low to mid threes, which is reasonable. The, so. pro- the problem is, Frank. The thing I'm seeing right now is a lot of people are saying, "I can't afford to add another hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars a month onto my mortgage because my groceries have gone up a hundred, two hundred, yeah. three hundred dollars a Agreed. month. I can't afford to to move anymore. I can't afford to move into a place and have to paint and have to fix this and fix that. I'm like. I'm happy where I am right now. And I think that's one of the reasons that people are sort of holding off right now. Um, you know, I think we got slapped in the face hard with the interest rate hike. So, so quick, so hard. Uh, I think a lot of us got shocked who were in the variable rate mortgages who saw, you know, by the time we realized what was happening, what was happening and how fast we were going up. If you're in a variable, you're kind of like, uh, do I lock in or do I just ride the wave? Is it going to come down? And we didn't know whether it was going to keep, it was going to continue. Like, I don't think you would have predicted Eight rate hikes. Like no, and in fact, the prediction at that point was we got another year not yep. to worry about this. Yeah, well, yeah. frankly, he came out and said it. Yeah, Steph yeah. Macklem came out and said it. Yeah, don't worry about rates until twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty three, and all of a sudden, the beginning of twenty twenty two, he starts to hike. Yep. And it, you know what was tough? Would have been tough for you guys is that you've always been a, a variable first type of guy, as of I, and. You were telling your customers variable, 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 because you're listening to the because that's the forecast. Because that's the forecast. So you're telling people variable, and before long, you're like, oh my god, variable just got screwed. Yeah, you know, and no one saw that coming. Just like <clears throat> no one saw this, what was going to happen in this pandemic, and you know, no one saw you know buying a house in Jan, Feb, March of, of 2022 <laughs> that their values were going to were going to plummet. Nobody saw that either, right? But as we've talked about, real estate's a long term play. Yeah. You know, and plummet's a strong word. I, I wouldn't say plummet. You're right. I didn't say plummet, but dr- definitely dropped. I mean, if you come to me right now and say, hey, Paul, I bought my house in Jan, Feb, March, April of 2022. Yeah, you're a little I'm looking to sell right now. My advice would probably be I wouldn't. I wouldn't because I don't think you're going to like what this scenario is. Now, if you uh, came to me during earlier years and said, I'm looking to sell now, I'm like, oh, you're, you're in the driver's seat because yeah. you probably thought your house was worth, you know, 320. Well, it's actually worth 620. And I had a conversation yesterday. With oh we're oh I'm over my time. He's way no, no, when he talks, he doesn't notice whoa, it. Whoa, whoa. So we're talking, he notices it. It's okay when Paul talks. Oh yeah, it's okay. We can go over. <laughs> I'll tell you a scenario that I had with a couple yesterday. Okay. Okay. Five After two, the break. Five two one talk, five two one eight two five five. We'll be back if there's any time left. <laughs> We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. We're back with Frank Paul Jano and Paul Rushforth. Did I see this right? Are five-year rates down a little bit? 
I guess I'm not, I guess I'm not telling my story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. You went over your time. You've it. lost your allotted time already. <laughs> is Paul no. still here? <laughs> uh, we so here's what I'll tell you. Again, this is the crazy part: is that bond markets went up about thirty basis points. The five-year bond went up about thirty basis points this week, despite the fact the Bank of Canada left our rates neutral, and. Some of the lenders are dropping. It just shows you what the spreads are, and they all cry poor, and they don't make enough money. But some of the lenders started to drop their five-year fixed rates a little bit. Now, uh, I just want to say that the three- and four-year, so we're in inverted bond yields right now, where the one-year and the two-year is more expensive than the five-year. The three-year is more expensive. The four-year is more expensive. And I'm seeing a lot of people say to clients to go to three- or four-year versus the variable. And it makes sense because the difference is about one percentage point between a variable and a three-year mortgage. But the three-year mortgage, you got to wait out the three years. So if you don't think that interest rates are going to come down in a year, then that makes sense. But if you think that a year from now, interest rates are going to be substantially lower, taking a three-year doesn't make any sense because you still got two more years left on it and you paid a premium. With a non-bank lender, and I and I clarify, with a non-bank lender, you're better off to take a five-year at a better rate. And then if a year or two down the road, the rates and the and the bonds are still inverted, your penalty will be peanuts to get out of that, much less than it will to get out of a three-year, depending on where the bond markets are. What's a two-year at now? Two years in the, probably in the fives somewhere, you know, five and a quarter, to five me, that would be nine, the perfect wheelhouse for things coming down. Two a years one year's in the five and a half to five and three quarters, where you can get a five-year, depending on your circumstances, as low as four and a half percent. And a three years like four eight nine four nine nine. So again, there's that gap there. But you know, I think I, I I think if you have a mortgage coming up for renewal, do some research and don't just rely on your current institution to give you whatever offer they have. Just do a little shopping around. Reach out to a mortgage broker. Reach out to another financial institution. At least compare the differences. And see what's out right? there. Compare it because it's so worth it for you. Like it's amazing what the discrepancies are today between some of the lenders that we have. Normally, there are ten. 15, 20 basis points. There's some that are as much as one percentage point different wow. these days. So, All right. I can't wait any longer. I know. I know. All our I listeners know. Hey, are listen. on the edge of their seats. No, you I, forgot I, what you were going to say, I, didn't you? You guys had your choice. You I, had your chance to hear my story, and you don't get to hear it anymore. I can't wait any longer. <laughs> what is happening right now, and I'm having conversations a lot these days with sellers who are seeing, especially in the townhouse market, so that this seller was was in the Orleans market, and uh, they were hoping, because we've been talking for about a year, they were hoping for, when, when I was speaking to them a year ago, I thought their house could be in the 650 to 675 range. And now I'm telling them 599 is where they need to be. And they're a little bit upset. They're, they're devastated that they didn't sell back then. And, they're, and it's actually coming down. And they're like, you know, they're, they're mad. And they're this and that. I said, guys, let me tell you a little, little story. Three years ago, I would have been sitting in your in, in this chair talking to you guys, telling you your house is worth three seventy five to four hundred, and now I'm telling you it's worth six hundred thousand dollars. You have t- you have taken advantage of that pent up run we had, and yes, we've come down that mountain a little bit, but you're still way further ahead. If we would have had three normal years in Ottawa, which is what usually would happen, we would have been talking that maybe at max your house was worth four hundred thousand. I'm telling you, your house is worth six hundred grand. So even though yes, it was six seventy five last year, it's still way more than it would have been if we would have had a normal auto Ottawa market. And I'm having this conversation more and more and more with sellers 
because they're di- they're disappointed that they're not higher than where they were like we were last year. But I'm like, you're still way ahead. You're 70% ahead of where you would have been if you if we didn't have that huge run up. So don't panic. You're still getting way more than you should for this property. And it's happening more and more and more and having to educate these sellers because they're kicking themselves. They didn't sell last year. If the last two years were average years, how many years would it have taken for us to get to the point we're at now? Years. When we go up on average three to 5% in Ottawa, and that would have taken years. We're talking maybe- Like eight, nine years? 10 years. Probably would have taken 10 years. I, when, when we were selling townhomes last year for, you know, sevens, I saw a couple in the eights. I'm not a couple, but I saw quite a few in the eights, but seven was very common, anywhere between seven and 800 for a townhome. If you would have told me three years ago, people would be paying seven and 800,000 for a townhome, I would have said, not during my time in real estate, it wouldn't happen. You know, I, I'd be out of real estate before that happened. And we saw that overnight. So because we've come downhill a little bit, if I, if you would have said even three years ago that we'd be selling townhomes for 600 grand, which is what I told these guys their hometown was worth, there'd be no way I, I would have agreed that that was ever going to happen. So even where we sit today, people would have had to have waited until 2032 to for get the, this kind of to money. To get this type of money. Absolutely. So, so yeah, we've come down a little bit. I always say it's like, it's like, you know, going up a mountain. You know, in, in March of last year, in March 2022, we were at the peak of that mountain. Well, you know what? We've come down about 30, 25% of that mountain, and now we're getting ready to go up a different mountain. So well, We've gone up, haven't we, Paul? In the last two or three months, if you compare the average price from January, it's the year over year, which again, we use, you know, it's used also when things go the other way. So when they go up, but, you know, and when they come down. But if you look at January to March, and at, at least across Canada, the reports are that house values have started to appreciate back up in that three, four, five percent range. Yeah, and so people look at these these monthly numbers, and sometimes I don't even want to say the numbers because it's, it's they're so skewed. Because if you look at where we were from March of last year to where we were at the end of this March, yeah, we're we're drastically down, fifteen percent, drastically down. However, in January, our average sale price was six twenty one. In February, it was six twenty three. In March, it's six twenty nine. We're going up. Like people think back we're going normal. down. It feels like back to yeah, normal, yeah. like our normal three to five percent that we yep. see every year. That's what it feels like right now. Well, Steve brought in some reports from a, from a couple of different publications, and some people have us up two percent this year on our average sale price. But keep in mind, we we ended the year. We ended the at the end of December. Our average sale price was six ninety one. We went all the way down to six twenty one. Now six twenty three, then six twenty nine. So we're about sixty thousand dollars down from where we started the year, and these reports are predicting we're going to be up two percent. There's other reports saying we're going to be up four and a half percent, which means in the next seven, eight, nine, ten months, <laughs> we're going to see some big, drastic price increases. Yeah. If that's what, the, if that's accurate, like if we go up four and a half percent, we're recouping a lot of what we went down year to year. We're recouping and, everything. Yeah, we're recouping almost all of it when you think about it, because we're we're, you know, they're predicting our average sale price at the end of this coming year to be in the 730 range. Yeah. Well, we're only at 630 right now. Yeah. So if, that means we're going up $100,000 in our average sale price, which is huge. So if I'm thinking of getting in the market, I should wait till fall then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're thinking of getting in, why don't you wait a little bit longer? Till they go up about four and a half percent. Because the house you're looking at, Steve, is worth 600000 today. It's probably going to be about six fifty. So I find it wise if you wait to buy that house. Because <laughs> we're looking at, you know what, if you wait for it to go up four and a half percent on that 600000 what's that, 27 grand? It's, it, it, 
It's enough that it makes a difference. And again, I, you know what I say to clients, especially pre-approvals. Wait, wait, wait. Were you not impressed with my quick? Yes, math? I was. That Very was good. I figured math. it out on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I and I saw you playing on your phone in the break. You know, so yeah. So. You know what? People that we're meeting today that are getting pre-approved, the first, they don't. Interest rates important, but it doesn't seem to be the key factor anymore. What is now? Payment. Everybody's curious about what's my payment going to be. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. A couple that I met with this week have accrued, you know, they've had two kids in the last five years. They've accrued credit card debt because, again, you know, one of them stayed home. Um, and, you know, they're, they were kind of in, embarrassed and in panic mode when I met with them. And there's a lot of Canadians out there that kind of feel a little embarrassed that they've accrued all this debt and they don't really want to share it. They keep it inside themselves. And the truth is that I, I believe that they left my office with this huge weight lifted off their shoulder because I was able, number one, to sit down with them and say, you bought your house five years ago for three thirty-five, and you bought it with 5% down. Today, that same house is uh, the house in, in the neighborhood are selling for $600,000. you have made $260,000 tax-free in five years. And yes, you've accrued some debt, but- Again, look at what you've got, you've undergone. Not to mention COVID that took. One yeah, had they not of, bought that house, right? Had they not bought their house, where would they be? So they've got this debt. So we managed to put the debt, and they had to buy a new car. They still have a car loan for a car, and that still drives me nuts too. That I see that way too often. They've got a car that's on its last legs, yet they still have a car loan for another two years. It's just crazy that that happens a lot. So what we incorporate is the fact that they're going to go out and get a new car. We're going to incorporate it into the mortgage, so they're going to have a mortgage for. W- for more than what they paid for their house five years ago because of all the debt that they've incurred. But they're still going to have 28% of equity in their home instead of the close to 50 that they have now. 28%, they're going to have all their debts paid off and they're $1,200 a month less cash flow. Like a and they'll actually be able flow. to get ahead now. They're actually going to get ahead. We did the mortgage over 25 years. Could have done it over 30, but we did it over 25 years, even though they would have been down to 20 because they're comfortable with that payment now. What's what's getting them under is the fact that the cost of everything else is going up. Two kids that are still in their their infancy uh, and all the diapers and everything that goes with it, which is very expensive, which they're getting out of now. But the important part is that they're going to go into this next phase now, the next five years, with just a mortgage payment. And that's it. And that's That's... what some people need. They need to sit down. And had a client reach out to me, Frank, what do you charge if I want to sit down with you? It's like, I don't charge anything. Let's, Let's sit down. Let's analyze your financial situation. I'm... I think anybody at Mortgage Brokers Ottawa or most mortgage brokers will sit down with you and analyze it for you and hopefully give you the right advice to get you further ahead. Even if it means getting a private mortgage, it's slightly higher, yeah. but the cash flow will be much better. Yeah, and stress. The lose, stress that lose, goes with lose it. Lose the stress. Yeah. 521-TALK, 521-8255. Back with our final segment right after this. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. So the name of the show is Open House, the real estate and mortgage show. And I'm proud to say that last week, for the first time in probably, maybe ever, (laughs) Paul did an open house. Uh, first of all, <laughs> when I was, when I was selling lots of homes and in production myself, I was doing an open house every weekend cause I do believe in them. Um, and I, yes, I did an open house last weekend and guess what, Steve? 
I'm doing an open house this weekend too. Are you really? Now, do you bring your own cookies or do you make them there? <laughs> we are doing, the, the reason is, is we, I talked to on the show a while ago about uh, this new subdivision, this new builder we're working with, uh, CH Clement Construction. Uh, and we have a subdivision now out in, in Embram, which have these beautiful condos. And also in, in Rockland, we have townhomes in Rockland, uh, in the golf course community, Rockland Golf Course. But Greg and I actually went out this weekend, shot some videos with the actual owner and how they make these things. I've never seen a builder with use so much expense and so much in, in, in pride in his building. Good quality. In a condo, picture this. We're not talking a high-rise condominium. We're talking about terrace homes. The whole structure is concrete. Not wood framing, concrete, radiant heated floors. Like, like the walls between units, you mean? All yep. concrete. Wow. All concrete. So, and, and I said, well, like, Charles, why are you doing that? Like, why don't you build for cheap and make more profit? And he's like, it's my name. My name's on this company. And I want people talking about my product for years to come. And I want them talking about, to their relatives, to their friends, to their kids, about how I build. So he just has so much pride in it. And Greg and I were shooting videos and we're just shocked that he's showing us all the concrete and every, all the forms and those, those, the, the flooring where he's got holes in the flooring for the sound. And he's like, it's just such a well-constructed building. So like I said, we're out in Embram right now selling these condos. And we're also in, um, in Rockland selling townhouses in the golf course community with CH Clement Construction. So go to our website, um, check it out. Come see us this weekend at the open house. We're out in, on St. Moritz Trail in, in Embram. Come take a look at these townhomes. We got 11 townhomes open for you. Um, so come see us two to four on 11 Sunday. 11 that we can actually see? 11 you can walk into and see. Uh, it's, uh, we have 11, 11 listings right there right now. And there's two more buildings of 12 units being constructed as we speak. So it's a, it's a large project and it's backing on to the Castor River and trees. So it's beautiful, private. Um, there how, t- how many bedrooms? They're two bedrooms, one bathroom. They're just, just under 11. They're 1,050 square feet, but just anything. The standard is granite countertops, and it's like, it's just it really, really. Sounds like downsize heaven to me. It is, and it's it, where they build. Is, I mean, they, in Rockland, we're on the golf course community. In Embram, we're bakes, basically backing under the Castor River and, and, and trees and parks. Like, it's just a beautiful subdivision. Um, and it's just, I, I've never seen a builder with so much pride of build. Like, it's just, it's absolutely stunning what they're doing. Uh, so when are you there? Today? Sunday, 2 to Sunday. 4. Sunday, 2 to 4. Come out and take oh, a look. Oh, Sunday, not today. Not today, Sunday. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, so bring your Sharpies if you're going. Paul will autograph for you, too. So. <laughs> yes, he'll sign Frank's name. He won't buy you breakfast, but he'll autograph. <laughs> All right, to the phones we go quickly. Cheryl's got a question. Hello, Cheryl. Hi, how are you? We are great. Even though great. the boys are here, I'm still I'm still doing okay. <laughs> Perfect. So I have a couple of mortgage questions. Um, okay. It's okay? Yeah. Um, in the early 2000s, I transferred a mortgage from Royal Trust, if you remember Royal Trust, yeah, to TD Bank. And it was like a uh, first, like a line of credit. It was the mortgage, and we took mortgage insurance with with them, and it was like life and disability. Yep. So, like over the last few months, because of long COVID, I've I sort of qualify for disability at least interimly, and now the bank's saying I have Everglades insurance. It's basically life insurance and accidental dismemberment. So, like if I accidentally go out and throw my arms under a truck and lose them, then I, then the mortgage will be covered. Okay. I don't know like what my recourse is there, and then the other thing too is because I've be- become disabled. Like I've been trying to work, but um, I've just I haven't been very fortunate. I had a person say I'm not well enough to work, and so they let me go. But um, we, we're in a position where we have an income property. It's a garden home, 
I feel like we're forced to sell it. I don't want to sell it. It's like I feel like death in the family because <laughs> right. the kids are raised there, you know. Yep. And um, and I also have like a, a, a bungalow in Riverside Southwind, and I know the property's doubled. Right? I, you know. Um, so you're looking for so options. I, I don't know yeah. if I should come see you. Okay. So the, the, the next thing is, I get a call from the bank last week. A new girl who's come into the branch, and she says, "Oh, your, your mortgage is up for renewal on your Riverside South property." And like just a few weeks ago, I had asked if I could like skip a payment, exercise that option under the standard charge terms, and um, they were reluctant to do it. They said they could, but they said they wanted to wait and see what would happen if I applied for disability. Um, okay, so we're, just, we're like, just about right out of time. I know. This sounds like more of a phone call, Frank. Yeah, yeah. I would say give me a call at the office. I'm in the office all week, uh, this coming week, and uh, I, I, I'd love to get into more details on, on yeah. what you're going through. The insurance is always a tricky one. Um, you know, bank, bank insurance policies cover... Uh, only the bank mortgage, so moving it elsewhere, you would have to start over, and that's one of my. Oh yeah, no, no, that's that's fine. But yeah. most of my query was like the bank was supposed to help me, and then she suddenly calls and says, "Oh, it's up for renewal, and you can do it over the phone." And right. I'm like, yeah, which is what they want at all, and now you want my renewal, right? Like, yeah, hundred percent. Frank, you need, you need time to talk, it. right? Yeah, for sure. Give Wait, her I, your phone number for sure. Yep, six one three six five six zero seven five seven directly to my office, or just go to mortgagebrokersottawa.com. And yeah, then okay. uh, your your ugly face is up there, right? <laughs> it is with, it a is. Link? with a link. It is, and it's actually and it's actually my recent picture. Unlike a lot of realtors that are out there, <laughs> when I get their business card, it's like, wait a second, this is not what you look like. Well, so. my business card has no gray hair and long hair in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, birthdays, Frank? Yeah, I've got a couple. Uh, first, first, I want to start off though. I was at a service this morning for Mary Zion. So Mary and her um, her spouse who predeceased her, Avery uh, Abraham Zion. The original owners of <clears throat> a landmark, excuse me, a landmark here in Ottawa, uh, the Newport Restaurant in Westboro. So uh, condolences go out to Phil and Sandy uh, and their entire family for the loss of Mary. She lived a nice, healthy life of 90 years old. So, um, And then uh, Lionel Zeitzman and Shelby Lacotte uh, uh, celebrating their birthdays for my office. And uh, Casey Kramer, Barb's daughter, celebrating her birthday I as well. think we might have one more. Yeah, but that's next week, and it's but a roast. he's not going to be he's here. He's not going to be here, so we are going to have fun roasting him next week. Mr. Rushforth, big birthday next week. Boy, he gets to go to Shoppers and get the discount. It's, it's not a it's not a it's not a big birthday. It's my it's forty nine, but it's next Saturday. I won't be here. My girlfriend is taking me to Florida for the weekend, so uh, I'm looking. I remember forward to that. when you were the forty under forty guy. <clears throat> yep, yep. Um, yeah, that was a long time ago. But you know what? I mean, he doesn't even get carded. They give him the seniors discount already now, so he doesn't <laughs> yeah. even get carded for it. So. <laughs> but I will wish happy birthday to Jada, who uh, who's my front desk lady and she's amazing so jada her birthday tomorrow so happy birthday jada and then yeah i wish myself a happy birthday for next saturday because i won't be here oh we'll wish you a happy birthday you shouldn't listen oh that's I can all imagine. we're saying is you should you have not to listen because i'm sure your mother's going to call oh yes week. oh and sing happy birthday to me she yeah. has to yeah she does every year she does every year and where are you tomorrow uh, oh, tomorrow I'm out in Ambrun at the C.H. Clement subdivision on St. Moritz Trail. Come see us for an open house Sunday, 2 to 4. And bring again, you, bring your Sharpies. And the birthday cards. And the birthday and cards. The birthday cards. <laughs> Have a great week. Have, Have a, a great, great week. week. Support local businesses and charities, everyone.